doctor. Oh. He's transferring to Miami. But, hey. Well, that's where old people go to retire is Miami, so that makes sense. <laughs> I, I can get seven years, but nine in college football? Good Lord. Well, there, I, I, there was check. a point where I think the I think after COVID and a few years after the they NCAA, threw the towel, the NCAA <laughs> just said, "Do what the hell ever you want. Yeah, it no, doesn't matter. No, you want to keep playing? Why not? No, uh, what are we going to do about it? Uh, what a Keystone Cop organization that is. All right, that's Bleed Tech Blue. It's up next tomorrow's show. Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated will join us to talk some college basketball. It's the weekend of the upset. Eleven ranked teams go down this past weekend. Uh, we will hear from James B. Talk at MMA, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, and, of course, our midweek beers, bets, and body slams for tapes with Fox. See you tomorrow. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m., for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. limiting what he's able to do in the passing game teams have kind of have adjusted what they're doing defensively to the bills to get the rest of lavar errington brady quinn and jonas knox podcast by searching two pros in a cup of joe listen to two pros in a cup of joe weekdays from 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and now the, 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 the dan patrick show dan patrick all of a sudden everybody's all in on daniel jones I'm like, the franchise didn't even, you know, give him a new contract. It's not like, yeah, you believe in Daniel Jones now? Daniel Jones against Minnesota. This is more about Minnesota than Daniel Jones. But I do want to give credit to Daniel Jones. You know, we love to say, you know, he bet on himself. Well, he didn't get to bet on himself. They didn't pick up his fifth year. They bet against him betting on himself. That's why when, you know, people now saying, yeah, I told you, Danny Dime, you know your own team didn't even believe in him or they they would have extended him they're going to lose money by not extending him and probably a lot of money and then saquon barkley same thing but the giants played a very good game the dan patrick show dan and the danettes and you weekdays 9 a.m eastern 6 pacific on fox sports radio here we go there are some flavors that work well together Chris Broussard, for instance, is savory. LeBron, don't you dare get in a debate with me if that's all you can bring to the table. Rob Parker, well, he's spicy. In the history of the world. And together, there's nothing better. It just feels natural. It's The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Yeah. Pretty sweet. You're right. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. 
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Lead at Tech Blue Radio, BC, Bad Canes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or Text Line, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you on this Tuesday evening. Beck Haines, good to see you. <clears throat> good to be here, BC. Got you a little cookie? Got me a little cookie tonight. A little coffee? A little coffee, need it. Uh, full disclosure, BC and Beck have started uh, working out in this new year and uh, really... Uh, Trying to get yoked. Yeah, new year, new BTB. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we're, we're progressing. Uh, Beck's a little sore this in, evening, but he's here. I'm in the most pain I've been in a long time. I got to be I, honest with you. We only got three BTB radios left hmm. following tonight, and you haven't taken a bye week yet, which I'm tremendously impressed with. I know Tabes is going as for well. that end of the year bonus. Oh, I keep hearing uh, about see, it. See uh, what he's doing. He's going to roll it over to next year. Yeah. Well, it's po- if it goes downhill, tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might just hang it up. Might just be an hour and a half of silence. Just a little silence on the airwaves. Right. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's see where where we want to start. Uh, we want to start a little football, a little basketball. Let's start football. Um, Last week, obviously, we didn't have a podcast, had some audio issues. We're going to rediscuss a couple of the things that we discussed last week uh, for some of you that, that weren't able to listen. I guess the big news last week was obviously uh, Landry Liddy makes his decision to go into the transfer portal. A uh, little bit of speculation, where might he end up? Kind of got our answer to that on Sunday night. He ends up at UAB. I uh, think it's a good landing spot for Liddy. Do you? Yeah, do you. Do I? Yes. I think you can sell me on both I mean, sides. Yeah, right? I, I don't. Here's the deal. I mean, I think you've. In college football with these players, that you got to look at who they are, what their stat, like what their stature is, yep. and you got to be a little bit of like, hey, there's a there's a threshold here where you may could get an offer at this school, but you're probably never going to play. Yeah, I agree. And there's some dudes that are like, give me that. Like, yeah, they're give me good that challenge. That. Yeah. Like, I don't like the guy, but Stetson Bennett was a walk-on. He welcomed the challenge. Went to junior. Like, he welcomed the college, ended up winning two national championships. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably like the point zero zero one percent What's category. Stetson Bennett's uh, legacy in college football? I mean, two natties. Like, I mean, it's good. Is he mentioned in one of the top ten all time? No. I mean, does it? Th- yes. Th- no. I think yes. the longer Stetson's away from college football, the better his legacy gets. No, I think it, people forget about him. He's got the wins and he's got the numbers. Yeah, but I, Take but the NFL out of it. He's a good player. I feel like that Georgia team was so dominant on like all fronts that it's almost like, like I don't feel like they were winning because of him. 
as much as like a Tim Tebow where it was like that dude. He played I feel in like he four, did a little more this year. Four playoff games. He was the MVP in all I'm four games. I'm not saying that he didn't play incredible. I just. You're not a big Stetson guy. System quarterback. Okay. Not, is a okay. system quarterback. Oh, okay. I think you could have gone out there and thrown a few tutties at Georgia. I would have liked doing it. I can tell you that. I mean, he's a great player. I just, I maybe he wasn't marketable, you know. I just think he's not very likable. He's not very. Li- His interviews are awful, atrocious. Like, I don't I, know. There's a guy to be a media department at Georgia that was like, we've got like, we have coached him better than it's that. Like the president approach, just get him away from the mic as much as we can. Well, he's probably shine that tart as much as they can. So I think he he wasn't <laughs> relatable. He's 27, or whatever he is, playing in college. It's like, cool, dude. Lord, Beck, he's almost your age. I, exactly. I'm like a fifth grader just dominating the second graders on the playground. Like, congrats. Okay, you did your job. System saying quarterback. saying he had that old man strength? Yes. He's little. He's little. No one's thinking about him he playing in the short. NFL. He is short. He's oh, I little. Think, I think he's a backup in the NFL yeah. for 12 years. And he years. may be. He may be. Maybe the old Dougie P, Okay. I just think he's like he's not a guy that people are drawn to, and so I think they'll forget about him and they'll look back. I mean, like you think about somebody like Tim Tebow, like I don't think anybody thought he was going to be good in the NFL, but he was so electric, so likable. He had he won two one national two, cha- two national championship, one Heisman. Like they're not. I do think that's a fair point, and you compared Tebow and, and Stetson just simply likability. Yeah, I, I do think so because it, you, your point about Tebow not being good in the NFL, I think the flip side of it is people wanted Tebow to be so good in the NFL because he was so likable. Right. Right. I think with Stetson, they don't necessarily care. They don't care. And yeah. the other thing about Georgia is, I'm sure in the state of Georgia this isn't true, but around here, like they don't, I don't feel like Georgia gets talked about that much. I agree. Kirby Smart, doesn't get, he's great, but doesn't get talked about that much. Like Everybody's obsessed with Alabama. Everybody's obsessed with Clemson the past few years. Like Georgia's just kind of like, we got the baddest dudes on defense, and then we got this little dude that can run around and throw a football. All right. All right, back to Liddy. His decision to transfer to UAB. We'll talk about that real quick, and then the impact on Tech's quarterback room. Uh, like I said, I think you could pick both sides of the fence. I think some people say, oh, yeah, like it's obvious, like it's a good decision to go play for Trent Dilfer. On the flip side of it, it's like, what has Trent Dilfer really proved in the collegiate ranks? Is his first Nothing. college head coaching job? Like, he has a lot to prove. Uh, it, it's like we said, Liddy showed flashes while he was at Louisiana Tech. I think everybody. In Ruston, in Shreveport, in the surrounding area here in North Louisiana, wanted we kind of wanted to be yeah. attracted to that local hero type of deal. End of the day, doesn't work out. We'll see what happens at UAB. It is what it is at this. Point. And there's no denying that, like Dilford, like if you're a quarterback and you're a football it's guy, it's appealing. It's appealing. Like a quarterback wants to go play for a quarterback. Like, yeah, he's like, you understand me. You understand, I can be coached by one of the best. You've got a Super Bowl. you got a little Super Bowl trophy replica. Like, these are things that I'm interested in. And a then replica. also the the Elite 11 deal. Like, yeah. there's some there's some ties there. He's He probably knows Dilfer. That makes me wonder about the, the Elite 11 part of Dilfer being the coach at UAB. Oh. Like, like, is that – no, I understand he'll bring recruits. He can't do it anymore, right? He can't be no, a part of it? No, but I understand that part br- – brings recruits in but like does that mean you're a great qb coach because you're the head no, of that it means you're marketable that's what i'm thinking yeah. i just I, th- I think that it was probably like and i don't know how liddy was feeling here at tech i'm not it's not lost on me that like Cummy's not the one that recruited him um so hey, maybe and listen i think you look at who Cumbie is brought in parker mcneil six foot five yep uh evan bullock six foot five 
Jack Turner, six foot five. Like when he's looking for a pocket guy, it's it feels pretty evident that he wants a big dude. Cumbie himself, six foot four. Like well, it's a good point. Big guy. Yeah. So I think. So if you're going to be smaller, you yeah. probably got to move around a little and bit, I think, which is maybe why he brought Matthew Downing to the program. And I think Cumbie likes Liddy. I just I just also think maybe maybe you you start talking to Dilfer, and maybe Dilfer's like, hey. I'm super pumped about you. And you're like, okay, whoa. Okay. Okay. All right, let's talk about the impact on Tech's quarterback room. You mentioned it last week. Matthew Downing. One hurt. guy that can walk right now. Yeah, that's what you said. We got Matthew Downing. We got Jack Turner. Evan Bullock all obviously be here in June. A lot of work to do in the transfer portal if you're Sonny Cumbie. Uh, if you're a subscriber, bleedtakeblue.com, 95 a month. We got a lot of information on some of the quarterbacks that Louisiana Tech is targeting from that transfer portal. My biggest thing is this. I don't think we're to the point of panic by any means. At the same time, like if you're Sonny Cumbie, you know in the back of his mind is like, I got to get a guy in here, and ideally my guy that's going to be my starting quarterback for 2023 needs to be in here by the spring. Because, listen, those 15 practices, it's more than that. It's the opportunity to get in a film room. Like You have to really learn that offense rarely do you have a guy like Jeff Driscoll or a Cody Sokol that can come in in the summer and figure things out really quickly and be really successful right away. Yeah. Like That's difficult. Yeah, I definitely think that's in the small minority of, of players. But you're right. you got to get somebody in there. Uh, I'll ask just, you this. I mean, just from an external standpoint, like if you're a Tech fan and you're paying attention, like Cumbie's aware of that. Like, he knows yeah. that, hey, I got nobody – I got I got nobody to jog out there that's gonna that's gonna create some interest. Well, right and now. you know you, you get the commitment this this week from Dakota Crawford, six two receiver, obviously a lot of national publicity. Uh, went to Nebraska, redshirted due to an ACL. I think of not equal with the quarterback position, but close to equal the receiver position. Trey Harris is gone. Cyrus Allen's back. Julian Lewis is back. Both those guys dealt with some injuries at this, you know, throughout the year last year. Obviously, Dakota's Crawford's hurt. Kyle Maxwell is probably your fourth guy right now. Smoke Harris is back as a slot. But I'm a little concerned about receiver, not because of the lack of talent. I, I would say more so the lack of uh, proven production on the field, which in my opinion is why it's even more vastly important that you go get a quarterback that – not a guy that you can win with, a guy that you kind of win because of. Like, you got to have that difference maker if you want to win eight, nine games. I agree. And this has got to be somebody that, that he feels strongly about. Like, this is his chance to make his statement of, you know, it can't – no coach ever wants this, but it needs to be a guy that, like, it's not just just to get by. Like, it's yeah. got to be somebody you can develop and somebody that you can create some interest with and somebody that that – you can have like your stamp of approval of like I'm excited about this guy. This is the type of guy that I want to run my offense. You know, and it didn't we, feel like that. Last well, and year. we talk so much about transfers. Being a transfer quarterback, like it's one thing. With so many different transfer pieces offensively, defensively, I would ima- I would say that it's probably more difficult as a quarterback to command a locker room than ever. Because like you're not walking into a locker room with 75 guys that have been with one another and they're kind of mixing you into their recipe. Like, Oh, I think it's it's harder for any position now because... Yeah, but every, quarterback's way more important. Yeah, like, you've got to sure. be the vocal guy. Yeah, you'd like to be a captain, and we would like you to yeah. be a captain. But, I, Ben, like, this is a this is a, a highlight real world, you know? And it's it like, is. 
and it's it's guys that aren't bought in. So if it doesn't work here, I'm piecing out. Everybody knows that. Hold on, I got I got a point to that though. A lot you talk about if you don't want to be here, you're piecing out. Blah blah blah. I get it. A lot of fans' perspective, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but you always hear if you don't want to be here, then like go, like get out. At the same time, do we really believe that if you bring a transfer in? He's all in to Louisiana Tech. But see, I got bad news. Like, he's not. And, like, that's not for just Louisiana Tech. A lot of these transfers, when they walk in, the reason they're saying yes is because what you can do for them. Not what they can do for the team. And, like, I, that I might know, sound I negative. I know, but that, that's, that's my point. But that's the era. That's my point is that is the era we're in. So, more than ever, like, you know, you don't get this Remember the Titans type of situation going no. on. Like, these are guys that are they're here while it's good for them. And then when it's not, they're probably gone. Yeah, I agree. So how do you get a team to like play for each other? I saw a quote today talking about somebody. This is basketball, but it applies to football too. Is that you know it used to, like there's a is it be, uh, ball is life or something that used to or be like this yeah. video production deal like like if you got or whatever it was if you got a little highlight reel from them like that meant something like you, you were it. a big deal yeah. and now it's like you got parents that are hiring videographers to come to the game and video their kids <laughs> so they can put it on Twitter. It's like how does that? You think that kid's thinking about like, let's go get this win for my for my, my brothers? Teams, yeah. No, he's like, man, my parents paid a- x amount of dollars. Yeah. Like, I better get the opportunity. Well, video what Joe I am. to hit me up, and I'm gonna have a sick Instagram story later. I don't care how this game goes. No, I, I'm with you 100. And that's the same thing as, and it's we sound like old boomers, and maybe we are, but I, you're right. It's got to be so tough from a coaching standpoint. But I don't think we sound like old boomers. Like facts oh, are we facts. Do. No. Like, facts are facts. Like, it is more difficult in this era than ever to build a team. I'm not saying to build 85 guys. I'm saying to build a team that, like, we're, we're going to have Abe Delphin in here in studio. Like, there are very, very few people in this in college football anymore that are Abe Delphin that will sit there for two, three years and grind it out from walk-on to scholarship to backup to starter. And then he gets hurt and he's like, you know what, I'm coming back. Like, same goes for Josh Moat. Like, we had him in here. Like, they don't make those. And, like, those guys are the core of your team, but it's probably harder on those type of players than ever because they know what it's been like. Well, I think it's funny that that's what what everybody probably, like you said earlier, probably thought we had in Liddy, like a local yeah. guy. And then pff, didn't even make it a year. I agree. Or he did, I guess. A year. I agree. Whatever. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's go ahead. Take our first time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. 
we give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Hey DQ fans, January means a different blizzard of the month and five more reasons to take a trip to DQ. Meet the Reese's Take 5 Blizzard Treat. We fit Reese's peanut butter cups, sweet caramel topping, salty peanuts, and crunchy pretzels into every soft-serve pack spoonful. I'll admit, I just got hungry just reading this out loud. I mean, a Blizzard Treat and a Reese's Take 5 together, best year ever. Try the Reese's Take 5 Blizzard Treat only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Back in John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, you can get a Cypress Bottom Construction hotline or text line, 888. Did I say Cypress Bottom Construction? I don't know. What, I don't oh, no, gas yes, hotline or text line. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Looking at a uh, another transfer for Louisiana Tech this week, uh, linebacker Colby Fields, uh, three years of eligibility, coming to Louisiana Tech from LSU. Started his career at South Carolina. He's a New Orleans, Louisiana native. Played at Rummel High School, I believe. Um. He'll be in the mix to start for Louisiana Tech at that linebacker position. Of course, Bulldogs looking to replace Tyler Grubbs in 2023. So that kind of wraps up the, the, the transfer commitments for this week for the Bulldogs that we've seen from a public standpoint. Um, I, I did want to touch on this. Uh, it, it's hard at this point in the year. You know, last week, Conference USA reveals their 2023 schedule. And I think our natural uh, tendency is to kind of go evaluate, hey, how many wins here, how many wins there. Uh, really hard to do that at this point in the offseason uh, with so many unknowns at quarterback. And I, I had it pointed out to me. It's like, you know, you go back to this time a year ago. Tech had Matthew Downing committed. I, I think we kind of understood that. Uh, he was going to be a guy that was in the mix, at least, at quarterback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we were still two weeks away from Parker McNeil committing. Uh, at the same time, like you kind of had a good understanding. The point at which we're at right now from the quarterback position, like like you said, Matthew Downing's hurt. Like At best, he's probably uh, throwing individual drills in the spring. Jack Turner's here. Those are the only two guys on campus. Mm. So, like, can you really go game by game on a schedule and say, win here, lost there, win here, lost there. No, I don't think that you can. But you look at the schedule real quickly, if you got an adequate quarterback, I don't think the schedule's a gauntlet. I think it's the easiest non-conference schedule that Louisiana Tech's played in a number of years, SMU, Northwestern State, North Texas, and Nebraska. 
in consecutive weeks. But how about this little week zero action, August 26th at home? Okay. It's FIU big big week zero guy. Big, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, August 26th, though, you hoping for a 7 p.m. kick, 8 p.m. Yeah, kick, 9 p.m. kick? Any, yeah, or just kick from the couch, BC. Stick us on the Mountain West Network like we're Pacific, Pacific time zone team. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate it. So, real quick, we'll run through the schedule. Uh, at home against FIU, August 26th, on the road at SMU, September the 2nd. Uh, of course, that's the uh, second game of a home-and-home home between those two teams. Of course, SMU won on the Hail Mary back in 2021. Uh, home game against Northwestern State on September the 9th. First time these two teams have matched up since 2014 when the Demons knocked off the Dogs in Joy Stadium. The infamous fireworks game. Uh, personally, I would get a kick out of Tech doing fireworks after this game. You think? Yeah, like like have some fun with yeah, it. Like just, Embrace it. Just <laughs> You think Wood, uh, Dr. Wood knows about that? Sure, he's heard the story. We right? got to tell him. Yeah, we, we got to tell him. About that. Uh, September sixteenth, North Texas comes to Joe State, and of course, the Mean Green uh, moving to the AAC in July of twenty twenty three. So there'll be a non conference matchup. Uh, I believe the Mean Green handled Louisiana Tech relatively easy this past season. September twenty third, on the road at Nebraska. I believe this is the twenty five year anniversary of Troy Edwards going for four hundred and five yards in Lincoln. Of course, got that standing ovation coming off the field for the Bulldogs. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Matt Rule in his first season as the head coach of the Cornhuskers. September 29th, hop back into Conference USA play for the remainder of the year. Friday night game on the road at UTEP. Uh, we kind of joke, pillow fight of the week, snoozer of the week every time UTEP participates. That's not an easy trip. And Tech struggled <laughs> their last time out to El Paso. I uh, got beat 19-3. to uh, Dana Dimmel... He's improved that program. I'm not going to say they're a perennial bowl team or even headed in that direction, uh, but UTEP is no longer the pushover that they once were. October the 5th is a Thursday night, a big, big home game with Western Kentucky. I like playing the, the Hilltop. I do, too. There's been, we've had some good games in our past. It's a real shootout, it's too. It's Entertaining. Shootout. Entertaining. Yeah. That's what it's is all it about, Bailey right? Zappi? Uh, yeah, he did play there for a year. Yep. Yep. He also played at Houston Baptist, who came to the Joe back in 2020. So, uh, Austin Reed will be a quarterback for Western Kentucky in his senior year. I think he led the country, uh, in passing yards this past season. So, you play on October the 5th. That's a Thursday. You come back on a Tuesday, uh, at Middle Tennessee, October the 10th. Uh, that's a quick turnaround. I know a lot of people are looking Thursday to Tuesday. Not really that different from a Saturday to a Thursday. Okay. NFL goes Sunday to Thursday, so it's a quick turnaround, but it's not out of the ordinary. No, and this we're going to have to get used to a little bit of a wonky schedule. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that here in just a sec. October 17th, Texas on a bye. October 24th, Tuesday night at home, New Mexico State. Uh, believe the last time the Aggies were in Joe A. Stadium, can you name it? Oh, gosh. We were in school. Okay. 2011. 20, I was going to say 2011. Rain game poured the entire game. Okay. Sonny Dykes and company clinched the uh, WAC championship. Oh. 44-0. Okay. It's a pretty fun night at the Joe. Not bad. Yeah, I think it was a late afternoon kickoff, okay. kind of into the evening. Okay. You kind of catch my drift. Yep. November the 4th, back into uh, playing on Saturdays at Liberty. Uh, I would imagine Liberty, along with Western Kentucky, will be the favorites in Conference USA November 11th. At home against Sam Houston, and then close out the regular season on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Uh, that is 
at Jacksonville State November the 18th. So, uh, Rich Ride will get his chance at the Dogs. Undamed Texter chimes in. Oh, no, gas Texan. We don't talk about that 2014 Northwestern State game that was on my birthday with then my girlfriend, my now longtime wife, and Northwestern State grad was there, and I haven't heard the end of it. It was not a good day in Ruston, Matt. That is a good point. That's... Another unnamed texture chimes in and said, Tech and Northwestern State played in 2017 at Joe I Stadium to open the year. Sorry about that. That's a correction. So we've actually gotten our revenge on the Demons. Okay, all right. So, hey, three times in Can what? never revenge them enough. Is what I say. <laughs> Three times in nine years. I, I don't hate playing schools like Northwestern State, Grambling, Southern. No. I, and listen, like, give us I, some regional matchups. Let the fans be like, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, let's go up to Ruston. I'm with you. Yeah. With you. Uh, year two for Sonny Cumbie. What's a uh, successful year to you? Uh, you got to see some improvement. I'm not even going to go talk about I mean, obviously the record's got to improve, but we got to see a little direction, a little more control, game management, I would think. Probably you'd like to see that a little more polished. Um, a little identity, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe, have, a, maybe a quarterback that's a captain, maybe. <laughs> I know you'd be all in on that. I have to say this. I want to go back and look at it. We'll get the stat. I'll get it to you next week. The last time Louisiana Tech has returned its head coach, along with every assistant on the staff. No, we're not, we're not getting rid of anybody. No. Been a long Everybody time. Everybody gets one chance. How valuable to think that is, though. I think there's some it could value be a, to it. It could be of some value. It could also be a. It could be a negative. Could be a negative of like, hey, we there was needed some be some change, and there wasn't change that happened. That could be a thing. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you got to give it to them. It's, you know, when coaches, coaches kind of have this ability, to like have like an out a little bit. It's like, hey, you have a terrible defense. Well, it's like. Fire the DC. Like, fire the DC. We saw the Chargers the other day. That's right. Like, Tough finish against the Jags. Fire so the I mean, OC. in a in a world where you know, in a good good Southern boy world, it's like, oh, it's nice that you're like, hey, I got, I'm getting another couple years. Like, I want y'all to get another shot at this. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. In I, his, I, I'm his interested. Career, maybe 10, 15 years down the road, if he's still a head coach somewhere. Hey, don't do that again, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. A little more cutthroat. And, and like you said, like there could be some negativity to it. I'm interested in the value that it can provide just from a comfort standpoint of seeing the same coaches around the facility. Like I think there's some value in that for players, especially with so many moving parts uh, as far as transfers in, transfers out, the guys that did come back. Like I think there's some value in having those guys, you know, to be with it, to be with the same position coach year after year over year, you know Marquise Crosby, Charles Thornton, two good years at running back. To have Peter Hopkins back, I think that's something that not only they'll appreciate, but it's something that they, they all obviously have a lot of trust in Hopkins. So maybe that brings out more positive play from them on the field. And you could go through every position and name the guys that are back, but I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I don't necessarily. Uh, disagree with Sonny Cumbie for bringing all those guys back. Like you said, maybe they all needed that one-year grace It's situational. Period. If you've been here a while and you've established a, a winning way, then you dip down real bad in the year. Maybe you look at a change. But last year, I mean, that was it was just a weird year. You know, there was a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of first, a lot of a new thing. You knew, we probably spent some time talking about what to expect. I think I even wrote my my one article for BTB about what to expect from you a first-year head coach. You did. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I don't think it helped. You know, I think we still were like, what is going on? You know, and so, man, it's one of those things that, you know, only time will tell if it was the right you decision. You talk about the injuries, and th this brings me back to quarterback. Like, 
You got to go back to 2018 since Louisiana Tech's went through the duration of a season with one starting quarterback. Now you're at a point in the year, like we said, Matthew Downing's back, Jack Turner's back. You're obviously going to bring in a transfer quarterback that's probably going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's as big as it's been in a long time that that starter goes a full 12, 13 games. You think it's going to happen? I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think it's vitally important, especially if you're going to have success. Yeah. Because I don't don't think you're going to be able to bring in multiple transfers that can help you right away. I just hope we don't play the QB carousel thing. I agree. You know, and I was, you know, I I understand that part of having a good QB room is having competition, and you have a couple guys. You bring transfers in. There's a party that wants to see what they can do. Are they gamers? Listen, I'm a big proponent of. You can be a gamer, and not be great in practice, and vice versa. But like, just get us a guy that takes the job, it. and and not. I don't want it to even have to be a decision for Cumby. I want it to be like this guy's just got like it's obvious he's the guy. I agree. But yeah, this QB carousel started with what was it? Was it Luke Anthony and Aaron Allen? Luke in Anthony and Aaron Allen, and then then JD Head, Dawson yeah, Kendall, it's just like, Aaron it's Allen. It's been this whole thing of it's exhausting. Well, and you don't know week to week what you're getting. You don't know, yeah, because they try to be all you know secret about it, so the other team ain't ready. I'm just ready for some consistency. I'm ready for there to be a guy that fans can get to know, learn to grow with, and it be somebody that creates a little excitement. Matt says, and maybe, maybe a captain. Matt chimes in on the O'Neill Gas text line. Of course, you can get us triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. He said, "How about we bring in old JT Daniels? He's on college, what number five? Yeah, yeah. is he the modern age uh, Jack Abraham? He might. Saw be. the other day on Instagram, old Jack Abraham signing out for college football. Oh, letting it go, huh? Shocker! After seven years, wanted to thank his wife, his for, wife, uh, and his for, two and a half kids." For handling how she handled the last few years. I'm like, by God, I, you better thank her. You've been on about Man. four schools since you got married. Do we dare get him on radio? What would we talk to the guy about? I mean, I don't know. It but could, it'd be entertaining. It, it could be entertaining. If he'll come in studio, then why not? <laughs> Let's go ahead there next time. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. 
Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Uh, real quick, before we get to Tech Center, Abraham Delphin want to mention uh, some Dunkin' Dogs. Uh, the Dogs were in action twice last week. They fall on the road at North Texas, 67-65. Uh, this a game they trail by 18 at the half. Uh, ultimately tie the game with 18 seconds remaining before Kai Huntsbury uh, hits a baseline jumper with four seconds left to give the Mean Green the win. Fast forward to Saturday against UAB. Uh, Bet Carmel Owens are giving away a old car. A car? Yeah. It was like a Camry. What was it? Uh, Ford Escape. Ford Escape. Actually owns a Ford dealership in El Dorado now. So who, uh, I mean, how did they, what was the drawing? Okay, so they put like, like the number contest? 32 okay. under 12 seats. Okay. And then you got to go out on the court if you had your number. Okay. Um, so it was 12 people, obviously. Okay. Had a little free throw contest. Okay. Uh, winner won. Like last man standing kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. You got three free throws. Of course, like nine of the was people it, made what, zero. Who won? Was it like a... Uh, once it was a tech student. Okay. So you had to pay the sales tax on it. Of course. Got to pay the old insurance on it. Of course. So kind of expensive part, hey, but it congrats, ain't Congrats. Here's a bill. <laughs> it ain't full price though. I know. I saw. So this is just like this. By the way, Carl's so entertaining. Yeah. There's uh this dream home HGTV dream yeah. home deal. Yeah. You know, it's like a two point seven million dollar home in Colorado, and you know you could win it, but I mean like the taxes would would you'd be <laughs> bankrupt in a half out. a second. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> hope you can pay him for one month enough to sell it yeah. for one point five million on the market. <laughs> but I'm sure there's all kind of stuff in the contract that says you can't sell it. No, I'm sure. Yeah, at least for a year or two or whatever. Oh, yeah. I love people's Facebook, like the comments on Facebook. They're like, so Tech Falls eighty one seventy four to UAB. That was a game they led by eight with about four minutes to go. Uh, UAB closed the game on a nineteen to four run. I guess big storyline out of that yeah. one. Uh, big storyline is I lost a little money on that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, dogs gave up 21 offensive rebounds, 30 second chance points. So uh, they'll look to get right on Thursday night in Western Kentucky. Comes to town it's an 8 p.m. tip. You want to go to that one? No kids will no, be the best. Here's the deal. I mean, watching that game, it just it just, just burns feels, you a little bit. It just feels techish, you know? Yeah, like, I appreciate your positivity. Uh, looking at the Lady <laughs> Texters, uh, they defeated North Texas 81 66 Wednesday night, UAB. Uh, they went on the road, beat UAB as well, 61-55. Brooke Storr has her club playing some good basketball, 11-6 and overall, 4-3 and in conference play. They'll be at Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. So let's go ahead and bring in Abraham Delphin, Louisiana Tech Center. Abe, hey, good to see you tonight. Appreciate you coming on. No problem. All right, I got to ask you, first things first, before we get into coming back for a seventh year, uh, your journey, you started out as a walk-on, Obviously, you work your way up from all the way back up. You get a scholarship. Now you're the starting center. Do you ever take time to like look back at that journey and think about like how far you've come 
But at the same time, like not only that, like all the work that it took to get to this point in your career. Definitely, I uh, I'm always looking back to it because, like you said, I started as a walk on. I mean, I came here necessarily. I almost came here for school pretty much, and I just walked on because I wanted to keep playing football. So to think that from starting in that point to thinking I was just going to play a little bit of walk-on football here at Tech to being able to start, I mean, it's been an incredible journey. Was there ever one moment in your career where you were like, all right, I belong out here, like I I can start on the offensive line one day? Well, definitely because that actually happened fall camp my very first year because I I was playing second-string guard at that point. So I was traveling and everything. I was actually traveling over some of the scholarship guys. So that was actually pretty crazy to think, like, I'm right walking on here yeah. and I'm competing for a spot pretty much. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and, and uh, where you played high school and, and how good was your high school team and all that. Like, give us, you know. So I'm from Plaquemine, Louisiana. Okay. Played at Plaquemine High School. We, uh, we were pretty decent. Uh, sophomore year, we went all the way to the semifinals in okay. 4A. Okay. which that was one of the best seasons we've ever had. But, I mean, after that, I still had – we still had decent seasons, but we got knocked out second round, first round, things like that. But, Any, anybody you played with at Plaquemines that we would know that, like, went on to be pretty good in college? A uh, pretty decent amount. My sophomore year, four of the five offensive linemen I was playing with ended up going D1. Dang, okay. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. One offensive line you, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how close is Plaquemine to South Plaquemine? Is that the same thing? No, they're not the same thing. South Plaquemine is uh if you the Ponchatoula area. Okay, so South Plaquemine is where Lyle Feet went. Okay. Remember old buddy from college. Yeah, remember Lyle Feet? Okay. I got you. Okay, so four D1 linemen on your team as a sophomore. Wow. But so, uh one of them's actually in the NFL right who's now that? playing for the Steelers. Right guard, uh, it's Kevin Dotson. Okay. okay. Oh, played at ULL. Yep. Is that right? ULL. Oh, look at you. Hey. Hey. You know your Louisiana football. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. So, back back at the beginning of your career, obviously a lot of success for Louisiana Tech. Go to bowl games year after year. Does that make the last two years for you harder? Um, can you see tangible differences as far as the team goes, I'm not asking you to bang on guys, obviously, but like, can you see that as an older player that's kind of seen what the winning looks like now that you know there's been some struggles the last couple of years? Definitely. I mean, going being able to go to what four, maybe three bowl games, four games, bowl games in a row. I mean, that was a pretty cool experience. That's all I was I was used to. Yeah. Last two years, we weren't able to go one, and your I, season ends in third week in November. That's probably right. a little weird. Late November. Right. Yeah. Yep. But. Uh, Okay, did you feel like COVID year like took the sales out of college football? Took the what? The sales. Or the wind out of the sales. What am I wind saying? Out of the sales, I haven't yeah. slept in like three days. Did you take the wind out of the sales of college football? Uh, a little but, bit. Like, but, as a player and coaches, do you – I mean, there, at first it was just unknowns, right? You just mm-hmm. don't know what's happening. And then you just – I would imagine you just get worn down by the processes of – and then the canceled games and then going up six weeks without playing a game or whatever or in the middle of the season, like whatever it is. I mean – I mean, mentally, that was so tough that yeah. year because, like, we're getting ready to play a game. We're practicing. Next thing you know, Thursday or Friday, we find Dumb. out we're not playing. Yeah. Next thing you know, uh, I think it was the whole month of October that yeah. happened like that. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we're playing another week. Happens again. Then yeah. again. <laughs> it, like, never ends. All right. Oh, so you're pretty tough. much just practicing, and then you're not getting, being able to play. And, was, and then the next year when it goes back to normal, was, it, was that last year? I don't 21. Remember. 21. Was it 
pretty easy to ramp back up again, or was it kind of like did you lose a little of the passion at all? I mean, what? Or does it feel different knowing that you're not on Zoom? Any? I would imagine the <laughs> Zoom aspect of it, being a player, would be the hardest part because, like, you can't you're block a, on Zoom. Well, and you're a college kid, though. Like, I mean, it's probably hard to pay attention to your phone or your laptop, whatever, to get through a meeting and knowing, like you said, like you're playing on Saturday and yeah. you're expected to play well. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we had meetings in the building, so we were able to interact a little bit more with each other. We were just all separated, so we were the biggest room. We were the biggest room in the in the team, so we ended up just uh, meeting in the players' lounge. Oh, okay, and okay. we were just very separated. Jeez, I can't. Imagine. I mean, that would be so. Like this football is such a together physical contact sport, and then mm-hmm. it's all separated. Can you feel the differences from when you got to college to where we are now as far as the transfer portal? Not necessarily guys like dialing out, but I'm talking about like when you bring in transfers. Obviously, you're an older guy. You're a leader. Like You want to incorporate those guys to the team. But like, is that a different aspect that's maybe a, a whole different animal that we can't realize from the outside? It is a different animal because, I mean, it's just so much easier to transfer now. So yeah. like, some guys just leave quicker than what it used to be yeah so now you're kind of getting used to a little bit more turnaround pretty much yeah we were talking about it before the show is like just the old, not old i mean we kind of referred to it as like old school is mm-hmm. just um do you feel like it that takes a toll on team chemistry it does a little bit because you're not growing up with like not, the same guys uh, yeah, yeah the same guys but i mean you get a whole off season with most of the guys so you're able to develop some bonds and that's where you really that where the real work really happens it's in the off season, right? Like this time of year, right? You know, where you're going through those winter work. Who, who are some of the older offensive linemen that you kind of looked up to early in your career? Uh, definitely Cody Rossi. He yeah. he was the main guy, and then uh, a lot Ethan Reed. Okay, those were two of the main guys that just helped me stay on track with everything. Is that something that you know? Obviously, you looked up to those guys. Is that something that you kind of envisioned for yourself as you kind of? went through the program as far as you wanted to help out a guy like a Carson Bruno uh, now that he's into his second year? Oh, definitely. I mean, I take everything that those guys taught me and then I try to incorporate everything that they did to help me to help some of the younger guys. I mean, is, is Bruno a hard guy to keep under wraps? You know, is it? He's not. <laughs> oh, Bruno. He's a wild man. <laughs> oh, he, he's he's very, I, I'll call him goofy. Goofy, that's a good but, word. Yeah. But like he's a... He he's a really good guy. He's really funny, yeah. but he's a uh, he's uh, that's all I'll say. He's a good guy. I've always, I mean, but, from the outside, I didn't. I mean, I actually, actually, I played I played organized football for one year. It was in sixth grade, and I was a center because I was the biggest kid on the team. I was like six foot in sixth grade, I'm a big boy, and I had to like cut weight because it was Pop Warner, and for whatever, I was slow and it looked like a baby giraffe. So they put me at center. Uh, but I've always, from the outside, I'm like the offensive line. It seems like the funnest group on the team. Like when you watch the documentaries in the NFL, when you watch the guys in college, they're typically the most humble. You know, they're not. They're not flashy. They're not getting the credit. They just seem like a lot of fun. Would you Would you agree with that? I mean, I agree. I'm an offensive yeah. lineman, so I always say that. But the thing about offensive line is like it's five guys. You're always like playing together. You got to be communicating with each other constantly and it just create i think it creates a little bit more of a bond than like probably any other position that i would say that communication aspect obviously you could talk about it a lot in meetings as far as things you see and shifts you want to make like 
But how crucial are those practice reps, those live scrimmage practice reps, as far as that communication aspect goes? They're really important because those uh, communication aspects happen almost instantly, right? So if everybody everybody has to be on the same page because if a guy is going to make a call like last minute that something happens to the defensive know shift or something, you got to know what he's going to mean. You almost have to see it before he's going to call it. So that way you already are clicking a little bit quicker. So is that your job as a center as far as to you know give those shifts or give those changes? Is that something the quarterback goes, or have you seen it done both ways? It's been done both ways, but for the most part, I'll make the, the calls and shifts and stuff like that. But, I mean, also, also like all of the offensive line does it because yeah. I can't always see the whole picture. Yeah, Like sometimes guys on the edge see it a lot better yeah. or – it's just that somebody comes on the line and we have to communicate that. So so really, sorry, Beck, but so really throughout the week, you, all five of you, and really I guess going to the two deep, all ten of you have to be really locked in as far as what a defense is doing because you can't make a crucial mistake on a third and seven with three minutes to go when you need a first down. Right, and those are probably the most important uh, parts because that's when defenses will throw a lot more at you just to try to get – confuse you and things like that so you practice those things throughout the week just to make sure you're dialed in and making sure it's ready for game day all right so quarterbacks i'm not asking about anybody specifically here at tech i don't want to put you on the spot but what what about a quarterback frustrates an offensive lineman so if you got multiple so you got say you got three different guys that are playing and again not talking about tech we're talking about high school peewee everything but like what what differences between each quarterback, like what would be frustrating? Like this guy does this and it drives me nuts. Or like what is frustrating to an offensive lineman? Uh, probably just not being able to hear the set hut or something like that. Okay. Or, okay. Like if we're in Verbal. a loud environment, gotcha. like maybe like a, a soft clap to where I can barely hear okay. it. Just okay. being able to have that communication aspect. That's so something we, we would take for granted. Yeah. You right. know, watching the game on TV, like, I mean, hey, we see the clap. Like, we can't tell okay. if it's loud or not loud. Okay, talk about talk about the different different ways a snap can be called. So you can snap by doing the clap. Okay, and then I would. So, be, but it's not like it's like clap, and then is that like okay, I'm ready for it. You snap when you want, or is it like clap, boom, or there, there's different ways. tempos yeah. too. You can okay. do it both ways. Okay, and so when would you use the? Okay, we'll go through all of them, and then we'll talk about when you would use them. That cl- the clap's the main one. Then you got the regular quarterback call, said hut. Okay, what about the other offensive lineman hitting you on the shoulder? We, I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> I've seen, that. seen it. There is that, but I've never actually worked. Really? It. Yeah. So why why do teams use those different styles? Like in what situations? Yeah, I guess it, it's just a preference. Because right? it's really just preference. So what do you? But like the silent count, like if you're playing in a really loud place, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't. Maybe you don't hear the hut. Right. That's maybe when you would do the, the. That that's when it comes into play for the most part. That's why the clap is probably the most used. I'd say. Okay. But the clap, I mean, you can hear it in very loud environments really? too. Really. Okay. Like if that were not the instance, like maybe other coaches would probably go to like the throwing the hand yeah. with the guard. Yeah. Or sometimes the center will look under, and he'll the quarterback will give like a hand to okay. signal that he's ready. Okay. But for the most part I haven't really used that. Okay, so the 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 normal fan would say it like the defense can hear the clap and they can see the the tap, but it's the it's the what tempo maybe of it. the tempo of maybe what y'all have talked about. Like it may not just be like you know, clap, snap. It might be clap and then pause, snap. Like yeah, you, I mean, you got to have a little variance, right? Yeah, we always vary it like even play by play will vary. So is that called play by play though? Like as far as the variance of it? 
Or is that kind of on you as a center to say, like, all right, he's clapped and I need to wait a second here or I need to go right away? Like, how is that relayed? I yeah, because, like, in Pee Wee, it was like it was either on one, two, or three. And yeah. it would be like the first hut, the second hut, or the third hut. Yeah. So, like, for the most part, I just tend to vary okay. as much as I can. Like, well, like if defenses are keying off on like the snap count, we know we need to vary the tempo. Yeah, okay, and that just helps everybody. Uh, before we get to a break, I want to ask you this: you, you talked about your true freshman year, obviously a walk on your planet guard, shifting to center. Had you played center in high school? Uh, how, how much different? Obviously, you're snapping the ball as a center versus a guard, but how, where how you much, don't snap the ball? Right? Yeah, yeah. How, how much difference is there playing guard versus center? Well, I played high school in center. I, mean, I played I played center in high school. Uh, what three years out of the four, and then my sophomore year, that year we went to the semifinals. I was playing guard, so I, I mean I played both when I got here, and then freshman year, my very true freshman year, I played guard. So I remember you started at guard one year, right? I did. I, okay. Twenty twenty year, I started at guard, but what do you the, like better? Mm, it's a tough one. The one thing I don't like about center is that sometimes guys are really close to the ball. But right on you. That's also yeah. an advantage to me too. Yeah. So, I, I'd say I like center just because I like being able to command, like being make to make the IDs. But it's so much harder. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Take a timeout. We come back. We'll continue our conversation with Louisiana Tech center Abraham Delph, and be back right after this. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey DQ fans, January means a different blizzard of the month and five more reasons to take a trip to DQ. Meet the Reese's Take 5 Blizzard Treat. We fit Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Sweet Caramel Topping, Salty Peanuts, and Crunchy Pretzels into every soft-serve pack spoonful. I'll admit, I just got hungry just reading this out loud. I mean, a Blizzard Treat and a Reese's Take 5 together? Best year ever. Try the Reese's Take 5 Blizzard Treat only at DQ, where happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Louisiana Tech Center. 
Abraham Delphin. All right, Abe, I want to ask you this. The injury at Clemson. When it first happened, like, did you know what the injury was immediately? What were some of the first thoughts going back to that that you can remember when that happened? Obviously, you're a six-year senior at that point. Right, so for that play, I was just I was going, I was pushing off on the block, and I felt like somebody kicked me in the back of the leg. So, so you I, didn't really know? I didn't really know instantly, so like I kind of fall down. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just my calf a little bruised or something like that. Then uh, I get up, and my foot's just kind of giving, and it's not doing anything. So at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is my Achilles. <laughs> uh-uh. And that was, I mean, that, you were probably excited for That's a big-time environment. I mean, it was. But those are some big dudes, yeah? Yep. Do you feel, I always ask, are you intimidated going into the week playing in a school like that, or is it? More excitement than it is not intimidated. Like I mean, I know you're tough, but I mean you're obvious. Like these are these are like four and five star recruits, and they're big dudes. Or does that not even cross your mind? I mean, it crosses my mind a little bit because it's really just a competition to play. You know, yeah. some some guys are better than others, so you just have like that extra awareness that I have to be on game, on point, all the time because he can get me at any second. Okay, watching film on these guys does that help you or? Does that make you be like, oh, crap, those are some dudes, you know? No. I mean, when you look at the film, after you've watched so much of it, you just, at the end of the game, it's just playing the game. It's not the difference. It's, yeah. no, it's knowing your techniques, knowing how to play them. I always wonder if coaches are like, ah, I mean, you got to show film, but, like, are you, you picking what film you're showing them? Like, well, you don't I mean, want to show them point. the one where they blow up the guy 12 times. Let me ask you this. Coach Comey joked, I think, the following week after your injury, he joked about, you know, I told A.B., come back for year seven. Was that something when you figured out you were out for the year, were you like, I'm done, or were you like, I need to take some time, kind of evaluate what I want to do, or is that something where it's like, no, I'm coming back, that's what I want to do? I mean, immediately I was like, I'm not coming back. I was thinking that I was done with football, but I had surgery a couple weeks later. Next thing you know, I'm out on the practice field, and – I'm just seeing guys out there, and I'm like, I could be doing that. You got I, that itch. I got that itch. Yeah, you're a big football guy. Yeah. 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 So, so I just kept showing up to practice, trying to help the guys out, and then next thing you know, I'm just trying to make this decision that I'm like, dang, maybe I do want to come back. So as far as coming back, obviously you want to win, you want to go to a bowl game, but like, does a lot of it have to do with like how much you love Louisiana Tech, knowing that like, yeah, like I've put in six years, but I also don't want my last game to end with an injury either. I mean, it was all of that. I mean, all those factors came into play when I was trying to decide to come back. What's your major? Uh, I'm going on my third degree right now. <laughs> what are your yeah, first you are. two degrees? So my undergrad degree was construction, engineering, technology. Okay, <laughs> which is not an easy one. Then uh, my first master's was engineering, technology, management. And I'm working on my MBA right now, which... I'll be able to finish in the summer just because, like, some of the classes that I took in my first master's were able to count towards the MBA. Nice. So what do you want to do when you get out? I'm trying to do some project management and construction. Okay. That's awesome. All right, so w- at what age did you start playing football? Uh, Probably sixth grade. Sixth grade? Sixth grade. It's kind of late. Actually, that was fifth grade. Fifth grade. Because I, I was still playing peewee football. Do you feel like you chose offensive line or did offensive line choose you? Offensive line definitely <laughs> chose me. It's really funny because I, uh, I was just playing uh, like rec baseball and some of the coaches were football players. They didn't, I, was, I was like the last guy picked because like, that was my first year in town. Yeah. And next thing you know, they show up and they see how big I am compared yeah. to all the other kids. And they're like, yeah, we, we want need, you to play yeah, football. we need you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, 
this new coaching staff, we've asked some of the older guys, you know, it, from your point of view, are you a guy that immediately buys in because he's the coach, or is it the kind of the other way around, whereas like you'll buy in, but at the same time the coach has got to earn your trust as well? I mean, I think I, I was bought in when he came in. I was ready. I was ready to see how he was going to attack things. The biggest thing was really just adjusting because to the differences to the differences because I was I mean at that point I was for five years I was under one head coach yeah so I come in and they just do things a little differently I mean they're not too much different because football is going to be football football, but I mean there's still slight differences that you're not quite used to that it kind of takes you a while just to get over that I asked the other guys this are you are you a guy that's like when a new coach comes in you're like your decision is I'm buying it immediately no matter what, or are you a little more of like, I want to see what they're about. I want to earn, like they got to kind of earn my trust. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit of both just because, I mean, they got to earn my trust. I got to earn their trust. You, you, you've played for Mac, obviously offensive line coach at your first few years. You played for Gooch. You've played for uh, Nathan Young for a year now. I would imagine all three of those guys are different in their own ways. Uh, I would imagine Mac and Gooch were a little more uh, vocally intense. I guess yes. is the best way to describe it. Uh, what, what do you like about Nathan Young now that you've had the opportunity uh, to be under him for a year now? Uh, I mean, he's a great guy. Like I just like the way he attacks the the offense every single year, every single week, and just like you said, he's a little bit calmer. So like he's a little bit more like. I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong, and I want you to keep fixing it. And I think, like, I mean, as a young guy, I kind of needed, like, the screaming and kind of, like, a little bit more aggressiveness. But as an older guy, I mean. Okay, so now that you've progressed, you're a guy that, you know, you can just be coached, in, I guess, in a calmer manner. Right. And you'll know how to respond now that you're more mature. Right. Do you have any – do you ever want to coach or do anything like that? I considered it before, but probably not. It's a tough lifestyle. It is. That that's really the main thing. Like I love football, but I'm not sure I could handle the lifestyle that it goes with. Yeah, I mean, I, we talk about it all the time. I don't know how these coaches do it. They get paid a lot, a lot more money than we do to do radio, but I yeah. mean, it's it's a grind and it's it's constant. And you could always like it's the, the satisfaction of I could always be doing something more. Um, but I mean, is there a part of you that when your career is over, like, do you think you'll you'll struggle with? the or will you be ready to move on or do you think you'll be like man i'm i'm gonna really miss this you'll miss the team's part team part right i'm I'm definitely gonna miss it there's no doubt about that it's just i think at that point i i feel like i mean i i was doing it this year to where i was like i think it's just time for me to move on so i think i kind of started that process a little bit i'm not quite ready to leave it yet but i think i'll be a little bit more ready for it after it all ends you kind of got like a like a like a trial run at, at, at giving it up, and right? Then, and then it it just called you back. And well, it just did. How, how much different will that be? We we asked Josh Mode, and obviously he talked about you know when you went down, he was kind of looking around in the room like, hey, nobody's been here as long as I've been here. Like, who who am I with? Like, will you have that moment when you get into spring ball, get into the fall, where you're like, all right, I'm the oldest guy in here, and I, I'm sure it's a sense of pride knowing that like you're the leader of the offensive line, but like. Do you kind of wonder about what it'll be like a little bit? I mean, obviously you know the guys, but like you will be the guy that's been there the longest. I mean, it definitely is just because, like you said, I was playing next to Josh for six years. Yeah. So like it's going to be so much different not having him around. So Kind of sick of the guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> What is your favorite memory? What favorite game? Favorite play? Like what? What was uh, when? When you're going to think back on? I mean, hopefully you have a lot of really great memories this coming year, but so far, like what's been a, a really special moment for you? 
Are you saying this year or just career-wise? Uh, career-wise, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say the Miami, uh, the bowl game in, oh, we in the Independence Bowl. Yeah, we were on the side. We were on the side. That was a good one. I mean, at that point, we had won, what, three bowl? I was there for three bowl yeah. games yeah. that we won in a row. It was just, it was a, it was a really great moment. Yeah. It's a great crowd at that game, too. Yeah, the old Shreveport, uh, you know, Independence Stadium didn't do too bad that night. What was the old quarterback for uh, Miami? Tate Martell when yeah. he came in. Old oh. Tate came in a couple plays. And we, I, it's like our, it's I, I've never seen the ferociousness is that a word from like our defensive it's like they already hated him our defensive line already hated him and they just got after him they knew the guy they knew the guy they just i mean are awesome. you a trash talker out on the field not at all you okay. just quiet guy killer, go about huh? your business yeah huh? i just uh i do my job and i'll just play the next play was mode a trash talker oh he definitely was I, he really told, he told yes. us that i think and i think i was a little surprised that is a little white helmet or red helmet guy you like white or oh, red this is a this is a tough, <laughs> this is a tough test for you uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with the white. Let's go! I hate the red helmets. I I, I understand that it's a, a part of Tech's history, but I can't stand them. But it was interesting. It was a smoking BJ? Yeah. They told us they like the red because that's what they practice in. It was more comfortable. Is right. there some validity to that? There is validity to like the red helmets being more comfortable. Okay. What's uh <laughs> away from the field? What's Sonny Combe like? He's a great guy. He's just some a guy you can just hang talk out to. with. Yeah. It, it, how important is that as far as a player? Like, obviously, what we see is on the field, in the game, win or lose, you play well, you don't play well. How important is it for players to have good relationships with their coaches, with their position coaches? It's probably the most important thing outside of football just because if you have a coach that you really like, you know he cares about you, you know you care about him. There's just an extra bond that you know you're you're willing to go out there and do anything for that guy. That's a, that's kind of the vibe that we've gotten from him is like he seems like I, I'm a fan of coaches that are players. I feel like um, now I just feel like you have a little bit of experience that maybe some other coaches don't. But I mean, I, I we all t- spend a lot of time talking about just like being a first year head coach and how do you come in here and win over the locker room and then also establish. Um, your your practices and your tendencies and, and what you expect out of the team. Um, do you feel like you saw that evolve a little bit throughout the year, or was that more just like players evolving to like jumping on board? I saw it evolve definitely because, like you said, I mean it takes a while to get used to just a, a new head coach and to to just progress through the season. We just saw it becoming more and more like we were starting to like fully get into the like not just the offense, just like as a team, just fully buy into everything a lot more well and and that comfort aspect of it like you talked about earlier as far as like the differences when you transition like i would imagine you go out there for your first spring practice a year ago you're like you know what to do but you're still wondering you know how do we transition from this to that like all those things once those things become second nature i mean that has to be big as well not only for an offensive line but I, i guess for across the roster as well i mean it is just because I mean, football is very intense. It happens so fast. So when you're thinking about what's what's a transition like or what's going to happen next, it just sometimes it takes a little bit a little bit of the focus away from just practicing and playing the play. Good deal. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We'll continue our conversation with Abe Delphi. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at ninety seven point seven.
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Wake up. Did you know... Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Gaines, John Taylor, Abe Delphin. From the Sports Talk 97.7. It's got a lot of people. You got a full house. Abe, you got any uh, siblings? Uh, I got two sisters. Oh, okay. Older or younger? I got one that's older, just about a couple years, and one that's about a year younger than me. We had we had Moden here, his little brother. You seen? Oh, I say, hey, how jacked up is Moat's brother that you're coming back? Oh, he's he's very jacked up. <laughs> he's gonna be wearing your jersey next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was a, he was one it, of our favorite parts yeah, of pregame. I don't know if it was like the second to last game or something, but he was there and he's just dapping everybody up and just really excited. I was like, man, that is that's hilarious. But he's, I mean, you look at him, you're like, man. Offensive line is choosing you. you know? Oh, like, it definitely you're, you're is. You're stout little dude. You know <laughs> that that part of it though, like. Like, yeah, you're only in college. Like, you're not a pro. But, like, the coolness of, like, having kids and, like, like he's obviously one that you see look up to you. But, like, that kind of also lets you know, like, everybody's watching you, too. Like, and, like, you're a guy, like, about to have your second NBA. Like, you set a great example. But I would imagine for you, when you get done, like, you're going to be able to look back and be like, not only did I do a lot on the field, but you also impact people off the field. Definitely. I Like, like you said, I mean – you never realize how many people you're able to influence just by being on the football team. Yeah. And to have somebody that looks up to you, it just makes you want to work a little bit harder, you know? How about your parents? Are they in full support of you doing year number seven? Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> have you seen that guy from Oregon that uh, got nine years of eligibility? I did. It's possible. I mean, it's on your radar, I can tell. It's, it's possible. 
What I mean, what was that guy's literal? I mean, what was his? Oh, he's had like injury after injury. So, after but I injury. thought you could only medical shirt like red shirt like one year. You can do as many times as you want. Well, like apparent, like when COVID hits, like Sean said, like they kind of just said like you can just keep going. Yeah, but traditionally, like take COVID out. Traditionally, of it. I guess you only get one medical, right? So you could have a red I'm shirt. Not sure. I think you could have a red shirt. Well, right. you can have a red shirt. And then a you can have a medical red shirt, and you get six years. Six years, but and now we you got throw a COVID year. Yeah, COVID gives you an extra year, and that guy's getting another one after that. Well, he's getting two more. Yeah, he's transferred from Oregon to Miami to get year eight and nine in. I don't know if I'd want I mean, to go nine years. At some years. point, right? You just got to give it up a little bit. But. Well, here's the thing: that guy, like, he also like he doesn't catch like sixty passes a year. He catches like twelve. He said, "I just am not ready to give it up." He must just love the college life. He's like Stetson Bennett. You like, I mean, you like Rustin, obviously, well enough to be here this long. Yeah. I mean, if I'm here for seven years. Do you years. think you would have been, like, a big school guy? You think, you'd have, Or are you, like, a smaller town guy? I think I probably would have fit into either one that okay. I chose. I mean, I really like Rustin. I mean. Why, why did you choose Louisiana Tech out of high school because of the engineering program? I really did. Okay. That's, that's when I was trying to decide between here and UL. Okay. I wanted, like, a, a good program that had good, like, academics and then also – I was just going to walk on to either one. Right. So sort of just chose it and just worked out. It worked out in the end. Do you feel like walking on is, is not as – you feel like it's as popular as it was when you walked on, or do you feel like walking on is kind of more like a, a pipe dream now? Uh, uh, probably not. I would say it's a little less common. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I just – I didn't expose myself enough to different schools I mean, I think Twitter at that point just was just starting. Yeah, just starting. Yeah. Yeah. That that recruiting thing was just starting. So I think now you can get so much more exposure to well, where I there's go, an ability to go somewhere. I want to go back to that. the the walk on aspect of it. Like like I was a walk on. Like like you're given fewer opportunities as a walk on. Like in theory, because the scholarship guy's going to get more chances to you. But to be able to put your head down day after day after day, and just keep working like. Was there ever a point where you were like, golly, like, I don't know if this is worth it? Or is it like, no, like, I'm going to get this? And, like, that mentality, like, like, obviously everyone doesn't have that mentality. Like, was that something you were born with? Or is it just something where you were like, I'm going to play college football, I'm going to be successful at it, and I'm not giving up until I stop? I mean, you kind of asked this earlier, but, like, like, I guess to rephrase it, like, when – I know that you had – you were, like, with the twos – but like, when did you feel like? At what practice or how far after you walk on did you feel like you got a little traction? Because some guys come in and they're probably getting the bare minimum of reps of reps and chances. When do you feel like you got a little traction? I felt I was really. I mean, I think the coaches did a really good job of just treating everybody equal. And I think I think the biggest thing that set me apart at that when I first started that first fall camp was probably being able to learn the offense quickly. Okay. So I think that's what allowed I mean, and being able to do some of the techniques right. Probably not as athletic as some of the guys, but I was able to put myself in the right positions. So if you were giving advice to a walk-on, would it be, you know, get in the playbook, learn what they're asking you to do, and just go to work? That would be your main advice to them? Yeah, learn the playbook and just try to do the techniques right and just try to get better every day at one thing. That's good, because I bet it can be overwhelming. Like, oh, it definitely can. I mean, it it was two and a half years pretty much until going into my third year that I uh, didn't earn a scholarship yet. And, I mean, at that point I was with the twos. And you, know, you were saying I should time. get one. Or like, probably thinking you should get one. And it felt like that. So, like, 
it wasn't until the winter quarter that it happened and like throughout that whole I was kind of expecting it in fall camp after fall camp so like when that didn't happen it kind of gave me a little bit of trouble as I I was like am I really supposed to be yeah, here do yeah. I really need to do this but after that winter, I mean, it just kind of fell into so place. So when you got that scholarship, like, what what was your thoughts? Like, obviously, you get a scholarship. That's the goal. But so was like, it Skip that told you or your, co- your offensive line coach? Uh, it was Skip. He kind of he kind of announced it in the team room. I think after the we announced what bowl game we were going to. Is that pretty cool for you? Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was such a relief. I was like, finally. Yeah, I was been waiting on that. So will he, in that moment, when I mean, you see it on, like, social media where, like, you know, coaches like announced it at practice or whatever was was it just you in that in that time or was it like you and a couple other guys that got it no it's pretty much the, oh it, it was actually just me at that's, that time. that's kind of cool so it gives yeah. you a moment of like hey you earned this so when yeah. you see other walk be rewarded with scholarships i remember julian lewis this past year in a practice like do you kind of have a soft spot like yeah like like that dude did what it takes you know not just him but you know anybody that's gotten it over the years are you like man like i'm proud of that guy because like i know what it takes to ultimately get to that point. I mean, definitely. It just it gives you a little bit more appreciation for it. When you walked on, uh, uh, were you how were you in shape? Or did you think you were in shape and found out you weren't? What was your? I mean, I think I was in okay shape. I mean, I, I did some workouts over the summer, but I wasn't doing like team workouts or anything. So, were you a walk on that was invited to fall camp though? I was invited okay. to fall okay. camp. So, so at least like, you felt like you had, like they they knew you were coming. Yeah. So okay. like I I mean I had offers from Army and Northwestern. Okay. State. So you had plenty of North. so okay yeah. okay so I, that, but, that makes I understand that I think it would be so terrifying to walk up and be like you had to give them your name because they didn't know who you were. And like, well, that'd be the hardest way to make it as yeah. a walk on. It's like show up after school, especially a place like Tech. Like we play our first game before. <laughs> the, they even get the quarter starts, yeah. yeah. Right, it's <laughs> a little I, different. Uh, I think the biggest reason I also came here was probably the financial financial yeah. aspects of it because I was still it was in affordable. state. Yeah, yeah, it was affordable. Uh, I think I had an academic scholarship here, and uh, I was be able to pay a little bit with my tops. That's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to stay in state. I got you. Well, like tops that. is beneficial, I'll tell you. Yeah. You got me you got, you, you, you qualified for some tops. I survived it all four and a half years. Well, the story, if you haven't followed along, is like I've been through college, and then here we are. Now as a successful radio host. You know? uh, what, what are some of your goals? Well, first, let's ask about the injury. So, like, obviously you're walking. You don't have a boot on your foot. Like, you're feeling pretty healthy now, uh, hoping to be 100% by the summer. Is that kind of the goal right now? Yeah, that's pretty much the goal. So, like, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't touch like any weight on it for six weeks after the surgery. At, at that point, I was just sort of just trying to get back to walking normal, putting a little bit of weight on it, just limping around. But at this stage, um, I'm sort of kind of like trying to get back into the athletic part of it. So I'm trying to get back <clears throat> into like movements and being able to run. Is that part hard? Like mentally? Hard to trust it? It is mentally tough because at, at points you're like, I don't know if I can really Do push this. off on it yet. Yeah. But I mean, you just work on it a little, little bit by day, and you do a little bit extra every day. So the next day you're able to push it a little, a little bit more. more. I got you. Yeah, I've uh, dealt with plenty of injuries, uh, not not really athletic ones, but that was – my, my doctors just telling me, like, dude, you can do it. Like, it's just mental for mm-hmm. you. Like, it's just a – um, and then just had me, you ever suffered a major injury before that? That's the crazy part. That was my first, like, really? major injury that I had had. I mean, I, I had, like, a – uh, ankle sprain, couple uh, jam couple fingers, ago, you know? yeah. couple jam, a lot of jam fingers. <laughs> but other than that, I was I was pretty fortunate to go what six years. Yeah, without you made a long time. Major. Yeah. 
All right, so one of my favorite things in the world was John Brinkus, sports science, back in the day on ESPN. I don't know if you watched that, but he'd be like, two offensive linemen is like two Mack trucks going 30 miles an hour and colliding head-on. Do you think about the long-term effects of you playing football this long at all? Or do you feel – I mean, is that a is that a thought? Oh, it, it's always a thought. Is really? it? Really? It is. Would you say that's common for most players that you play with? I, I would say so, just because – Maybe for sure offensive linemen. I mean, you, you know you're taking a toll every single day, so like – to think maybe the future, how it could be. I mean, not just like mentally, just yeah. like ankles, knees, Back things 40, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because I mean, we're always squatting heavy. We're doing a lot of different things. So. A- after a game, ha- are you sore two, three days after it, or do your body bounce back pretty quick? Oh, I'm always sore. Ugh. But I mean, that day after is probably the worst. Okay. And then like, we, we were able to get like workouts in. So like, so I you think, like to move around the day. So after, when, once you get moving around, you're able to take some of that soreness out, and then it kind of sets you up to play for the next week. That's interesting. I'm uh, curious. You know, we, I feel like there's some guys that are like bounce back super quick. Some guys that are like I just lay in bed on Sunday, the next day, the whole day, just trying to recover. And, that, um, that's probably the worst thing to do. Yeah. Because just, the the quicker you get to move in, the the quicker you can get that soreness out and just get the Maybe that's what I, I guess the muscles do, just yeah you, yeah, you just need to get moving go run a mile when you get home yeah. tonight yeah let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night we come back we'll wrap up our interview with Abe Delph and you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. While the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Everyone may have an opinion. But we're the only one with a tall tower and a transmitter. Because there's there, there's there's always gonna be that segment of pop like we got the tech business. Yeah. Well, she's vindictive against tech. Tech has zero to do with yeah, it. I, I agree. If she's vindictive against anybody right now, there's got to be something going on at Baylor. Yeah. Because there's whispers. No, there has. There's to, whispers has to be, yeah. that this is more about Baylor pissing her off than anything to do with Louisiana Tech. Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? 
No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. BC, Beck Ains, John Rabe, Dylan Abe. Tell us about Dave Schultz, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, big believer? I'm a big believer. He, he's really great. Like the, Some of the things he's been able to implement with us, he's he's really like helped us a lot. Like the FRC, I don't know if y'all know yeah, much about what, that. Yeah, that but some players have explained it yeah, to us they, a little bit. Give a uh, what, give a quick rundown of what that is. I think it's functional range conditioning. Okay. So it's just it's pretty much just allowing places around the joints just to like give it more space so that you can take more impact. That's interesting that like that he's that that we've heard that from several players that that was like an impactful thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think? And I have this question asked a lot. Like obviously you were with Kurt Hester, now you're with Dave Schultz. Like all strength and conditioning coaches, like. They're all good, and I say that in quotes, but, like, they're all different, too, as far as, like, what they believe gets you, I don't want to say in the best shape, but, like, mm-hmm. in the best peak condition, I guess, to be successful. That that intricacy is so interesting to me, how they see things in a different way, but they're all, you know, they're all paid to do the same thing, essentially. Right, because, I, mean, I mean, there's, in all different types of fields, you have different philosophies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times, though, I mean... They they kind of get to the not the same result but like they have pretty efficient results so it's just there's many different ways to what, what do you call it to skin a cat or something yeah like that's that. right yeah all right so after football you think you're going to be a guy that drops a lot of weight or you're going to maintain just being a tank I'm hoping to drop a good bit of weight I mean not a good bit of weight probably fifty ish you, you, you work hard to main like to maintain to have to stay up uh not I'm necessarily not I mean I've kind of got used to just eating so much yeah. That like I know I'm gonna have to dial it back once once yeah. I'm done with football. Uh, how, how do you like the new new nutrition? <laughs> Tape says no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you like the new nutrition program with this staff? Uh, it's really great. I mean, it, it's kind of give us a, a new aspect of being a, a like a play a part outside of training that just helps makes us a whole lot better. Because I mean. When you when you eat the right things, it just helps your body recover so much more. How hard is that for? I mean, going back to when you were eighteen, nineteen years old, I would imagine it was uh, not a not a difficult decision. If you wanted Wingstop, you went to Wingstop. Now you're older, you kind of realize the importance of that. Oh, it's super tough because you you always want to eat out <laughs> and you always want to eat the the food that tastes good, but you know you just have to refrain from it. So I mean, now that Moat's done, he's like, guys. Like, come on, let's go here, and you're like, Moat. Like, come on, you know I got still workouts. Playing. Yeah. No, he he still got to train. Oh yeah, he's NFL. getting ready. Yeah, he's right. He's right. still yeah. he's still, still kind of in, in that yeah. zone, you I know. Gotcha. I got you. Okay. Moat's not a bad influence yet. The yeah. cheat days are what'll get you through it, you know. That's right. The cheat days. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, we we talked a little bit earlier about your belief in Sonny Cumbie, your belief in this staff, uh, laying that foundation in year one. Uh, are you really optimistic heading into the off season, into the fall? Uh, about the outlook of this team, oh, I'm very optimistic. It's just like we we've kind of not been as great the last few years, so I think I think we're tired of all that, and we know there's some change that we just have to make, and it just is going to come down to the leadership of it and just being able to encourage the guys that we just want excellence, and I'm I'm really excited for the off season. Okay, so you, when you end the year and and you end the year kind of the way you did, I mean. There's got to be a little of like a little bummer in that. Like, mm-hmm. how quickly do you turn around and get like super fired up for next year? 
Uh, I mean, I, I think it takes a little bit to process. Maybe a couple weeks. A couple weeks away but, from football to be right. to reset. But I mean, once that new year starts, like January first, the <laughs> clock's ticking. January first I mean, is so, it is so weird how you can just reset your whole mind. And um, I'm glad to hear that. I, think. I mean, the, the clock was ticking before that still, <laughs> but like we had like a month, as, yeah. that's sort of just like that realization, you know, yeah. like it's time to go. Yeah, I feel like it maybe gets the old off the plate. It's like all right, right. now we can really move on. And, and do you consider go. yourself a, a vocal leader, or are you a guy that's more lead by example? Uh, I'm definitely more lead by example, but I think, I mean, over this offseason, I'm probably going to, I mean, I've been vocal also, but I think I want to be more vocal this offseason, more than anything. So you'll kind of push yourself to maybe get out of a comfort zone right, a just, little bit. Right, just keep pushing to get out of that comfort zone. Huh, interesting. So being an older guy on the offense, obviously, we, we've talked about, and you don't have to get into this, but all the uncertainties at quarterback, like, do you feel like you as an offensive lineman, or you, I guess, really as a group on the offensive line, knowing that so many of you guys are returning, that y'all can kind of, and we saw some of the shift, you know, really in the middle of the season, how Tech started running the football so successfully that you guys can kind of lay that base, lay that foundation, so whoever is the quarterback kind of has a smoother transition. Uh definitely. I mean, like like you said, I mean, we're we're really just going to be ready to play with whoever is is able to play and whoever wins that job. I mean, we're going to go out there, we're going to play no matter what, and whatever we can do to help make his job easier, we're just going to push towards that. Is that something that's talked a lot about in the locker room about like guys getting certain spots or you kind of like next play, next practice, next film session, whereas like, you know, you might talk amongst your friends about it, but for the most part in the team setting, it's like we got to keep pushing as a team going forward. Right. I mean, I don't like to talk about that just because, I mean, uh, I mean, everybody, I mean, whenever somebody is able to win a spot, I mean, they they just, I guess they sort of proved in a way that they were able to play but like at the end of the day it doesn't take anything from the the guy that's behind them just because yeah i mean outside of football uh I'm, i love all the guys i mean I'm, yeah. it takes nothing away from uh, who they are as a person you know so like well and you might need that guy you yeah know, regardless and, and if that's the thing the too like you never know when somebody's gonna get injured like suppose me like yeah i, I got hurt somebody had to step up and, and that just, guy behind you had to be ready to go, yeah. and you had to be ready to transition to and, helping that guy. And, and you you want to help the guy, like even while you're starting, just because you you want to have the guy ready because you never know what's going to happen. All right, run run blocking or pass blocking? Which one you like doing better? Oh, I like run blocking. Really? You just get to go? I just get to go. All O linemen like run. I just you never know. Like they ain't trying to finesse their way around. That's right. I mean, I would I would hope that's his answer. I'm not soft like him. you. Uh, Hey, we appreciate you coming in. Been a tremendous interview. Um, had a number of you guys in, and uh, certainly looking forward to seeing you guys back out on the gridiron this fall. I'm excited. All right, been a fun show tonight. Dunkin' Dogs at home Thursday night, 8 p.m. tip against Western Kentucky. We'll be back same time, same place next week. For Beck Ains, for our producer, John Tabor, on BC. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue.
Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben.